Welcome to another exciting episode. This is Sean. Thomas. Laser Sammy. And together we are... Sparkcast. So today's episode is going to be a little different. We're just going to call this freeform episode. Each of us has a subject of Transformers related, and we are going to speak about it for five minutes. Or less. Or less. (laughs) So who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yay. So um, to no surprise to anybody, I'm going to be talking about Starscream. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. This is going to be the Starscream episode. No, I didn't do Starscream too. <laughs> well, at least good, good. Um, but I, I specifically want to talk about Transformers animated Starscream, um, since I love TFA and Stars like TFA Starscream was my first Starscream. It is the show that got me into all of Transformers and Starscream specifically because he's amazing in this show. Um, I guess the the first thing. Uh, is his voice. He's voiced by Tom Kenny, which most people would know him as Spongebob or the Ice King in Adventure Time. I didn't realize he was Spongebob Squarepants. Yeah! So uh, a lot of people have a lot of problems with him being Spongebob and also Starscream, but I actually can't hear it. I hear him more of the Ice King, but Tom Kenny is such a talented voice actor that even if he is using the same voice, the acting that he puts behind that voice makes them completely different. So it doesn't take me out of the show. And like, he just, he does an amazing Starscream. He just, he embodies the character. He's snarky. He's sassy. He's, it's good. Also, what's cool about the Starscream that is different than most of the Starscreams I've seen is that he's actually competent. (laughs) Like he's smart. He, I think works for Megatron, maybe for like the later half of season three ish. But from the get go, he's like, whatever i don't need megatron and like most of his plans are without megatron so it's definitely an interesting and different dynamic i mean of course he doesn't really succeed in like half of his plans but at least it's better <laughs> he also has a lot of really good lines uh even from the get-go he is being snarky to the other autobots while like he's trying to steal something it's been a long time but he was stealing something my favorite episode though is the episode where he clones himself (laughs) because that's the first time where he like that he clones himself in a previous episode but then another episode he's like you know what i'm gonna give him a piece of the all spark so then they have personality and can think and stuff but they end up being different aspects of his personality so you have the liar you have the the suck up you have uh (laughs) oh gosh uh, I forgot what the other ones are now, but like they're still named like Skywarp, Thundercracker, uh, Sunstorm, etc., <laughs> etc. Et and Starscream has to deal with all different versions of his personality, and he's like, "Wow, I really am a pain in the butt." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, the, it, it, it's a good episode. It's great. Uh, I need more Starscreams forever. <laughs> and they were actually loyal to him, weren't they? Like his clones. Yes. Yes except i feel like except for one or two 
but then they get beaten anyways because Megatron's like, I don't need you. Like, I got Lugnut, who is the most loyal person ever. <laughs> He's good. I was trying to think. Oh, wait, no. Hold on. There's one more thing. Uh, it's not really spoilers. I mean, it's kind of, sort of, but if you don't want any spoilers, I guess skip this part. Skip, 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 skip. I'm skipping. <laughs> I, it's, not, it's not really that big. In season three, uh, <laughs> Starscream loses very badly, and he's just ahead. Usually, I mean, most characters can't really survive just being ahead. Like, you're not really interested once you just, you aren't doing anything. But he's still scheming as a head, and he can't really move around, and, like, Megatron's like, well, ever, I guess you're just coming with me now, and, like, grabs him and, like, travels with him for the rest of the episodes. Um, and so I was like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna listen to this. I'm gonna just snark you the entire time that I'm with you, because I don't want to be here. <laughs> or are they, like, trapped in the middle of space, in the middle of nowhere, having to deal only with each other? Yes, all the way at the end of the season. And, like, that was, that... <laughs> That was so good. He says something about like, uh, I'm sad I couldn't. I, I should have pulled this quote up before I got on here, but um, it's like I, I've spent a million years trying to get away from you, and now I'm stuck a million years with you. <laughs> like something along those lines. And so I'm like, this is good. Uh, or sorry, trying to destroy you. So I have a I have a, pri- a present here for you and Thomas. I got these little mini Transformer bobbleheads, and they're completely random, and you can have one of them. Do you want, which one do you want me to open that will be yours? Uh, there, there is the one without a price sticker on the top, there is the one that's indented <laughs> on the top, and there is the one that looks, and there is the one that looks perfectly normal. Your left. Oh, you just want me to pick a random location instead? The one on the left. Alright, yeah. I'm picking the left one. Let's see who Sammy got. Oh shit. So <laughs> oh, open you your prize. <laughs> I uh I chose correctly then. Yes. Sammy, you are now a proud owner of a Starscream head <laughs> that transforms into a little mini body that somehow doesn't fall over from the weight of its own head. Well, she just told that story about season three, so we have to send it to her as just the head. <laughs> it's just the head, like you cut off the body. That is really hilarious, like, hey. but it does have a body. and it's. I mean, it's mostly up. just head. <laughs> See? Boom. Body. It folds I, I out and right. goes Thank into you so his much. head. Yeah. Whoops. Anyway, Thomas, your, uh, your subject, what, are you, what would you like to go over? I decided that I was going to talk about a particular toy line, Transformers toy line, a crossover toy line, Transformers crossovers, which was basically a sequel toy line to the original. uh, I guess it started with Transformers Star Wars, which was just a Star Wars toy line where they basically made Transformer figures out of Star Wars properties. And stuff like that. So they expanded the toy line with the sequel toy line, Transformers Crossovers, which they decided we want to try to get more more other outside licensed properties in, involved. And they only just ended up with Marvel. But that's a pretty big deal right there. Mm-hmm. So there were also like Marvel superheroes that just transform Chewbacca. into weird robot. Well, they were basically vehicles that transform into superheroes. Uh, but the Star I, we're not really going to talk about those because they weren't really that noteworthy. They just look like robotic versions of superheroes. 
that Wolverine is so weird. I was going to say, but the Wolverine in particular is pretty bad. Wolverine and Hulk, uh, Bulldozer Hulk is pretty bad. What about Luke Skywalker? He looks exactly like Luke. So that's the thing. I thought the trans, the Star Wars versions were pretty noteworthy. So I guess what we're looking at, and we're going to find a way to, to link this and have it attached to the podcast itself so that, you know, the listeners will be able to see it themselves. But what we're basically looking at is we're basically looking at a bunch of Star Wars ships, ships like Slave One, Luke's X-Wing, Darth Vader's uh, TIE Fighter. But the ships themselves come in a package and they come with a minifigure which is basically who would pilot that ship. So the Slave One comes with Boba Fett. Uh, Luke's X-Wing comes with Luke. And they're little minifigures that actually go inside the cockpit of these ships. So that's basically just implying that these aren't just like, the ships aren't sentient beings or anything like that. But they transform and become life-size, like, walking, like, humanoid robots. Basically, they're just mechs. And I thought that was pretty noteworthy that... Not only is it just a Transformers crossover, but they're basically trying to introduce mech suits into the Star Wars universe. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do they introduce mechs into the Star Wars universe, apparently in this universe that they're trying to create, obviously the pilots would want their mech suits to have their own likeness. To the point where Obi-Wan, his mech suit transforms into a giant mech version of him that not only is has a giant lightsaber, but the mech head on it has a beard <laughs> and hair. Emperor Palpatine, he doesn't just have a menacing robot. He has a robot head that has a wrinkled, scarred face. Uh, Luke's X-Wing transform into, and it incorporates the, the uh, rebel uh, jumpsuit into the X-Wing itself. It's just like... All these little extra features and stuff that were just completely unnecessary. But but then it gets a little bit more ridiculous. So not only do some of these toys... Well, most of these toys come with one figure. Some of them don't come with figures that you can put into the into the cockpit. But there are some... A couple of that I always thought... That I thought were actually much more noteworthy. There's this Death Star figure that transforms into a giant Darth Vader... So this is another variant of Darth Vader. The original, well, not the original, but one of the originals had just one mini Darth Vader that goes into the cockpit. But this Death Star variant, uh, it comes with one mini figure of Darth Vader. It comes with three mini Stormtroopers and three mini TIE Interceptors. All that would fit inside of this large Death Star. So does, does real Darth Vader have to get into his TIE Fighter, transform into big Darth Vader... And then that Darth, big Darth Vader, has to be the pilot for the bigger Darth Vader. No, no, that <laughs> would be so many. That would be kind of <laughs> crazy that they would combine in that way. But since you're, you obviously would think in along those lines and would be interested in that kind of thing, they actually decided that they were going to bring the combiner concept into this toy line. What? There's a Millennium Falcon. This one's the the biggest that I've seen. That splits into two and transforms into Mecha, Han Solo, Han Solo, and Mecha Chewie. So yes, they they brought the combiner concept to this particular toy line. So and actually, I watched a couple of commercials for this just to see. Like I, obviously, I'm trying to see. Like I'm I'm can't be the only one who just 
thought that like these are just mecha this is just mech suits and stuff the commercials actually advertise them as mechs they don't call them transformers <laughs> or anything they call them star wars mechs well so this line i think it started around 2008 and ended in sometime in 2012 but then takara tommy they actually brought it back this year and they their first one was a darth vader uh variant that was about like 60 dollars. but then they brought back combiner the combiner millennium falcon it's basically the exact same idea as this original combiner where it splits mm-hmm. into two. Uh, but it's a little bit more detailed, a little bit more complicated. That's about $150. And that actually released sometime. It's supposed to be releasing in June okay. and the month's almost over. So I, I came across this. I was like, oh, this has to be unnerfed. More people need to know about this little, <laughs> these no, mech saw, suits that I were I saw in this it. in stores once when I was going by somewhere. And I was like, is that really uh, a Darth <laughs> Vader that transforms into a um, oh. from the the moon base, and I'm like, yeah, it was. That's yeah, the Yoda one seems pretty ridiculous. He doesn't come with a figure; he's just a giant Yoda. <laughs> uh, All right, that's yeah, it for me. So cool. So pick your box. Well, Sammy picked the left one, and got a star scream. I will pick the left one and hopefully get a star scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's They're one of eight screen. possible figures. So there was actually one of these. God, please don't be a cliff jumper. <laughs> there were one of these. There were one of these at uh, at GameStop. I noticed too when I was there a few days ago, and I could see in the hole inside of it and see that it was Ultra Magnus. Yes. Ooh, yeah. So Thomas got everyone's favorite leader, Megatron. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It's yeah, pretty awesome, I'm though. definitely. If I can't get a star screen, I will definitely take this. This is cool. I like these little head figure things. Definitely, this is definitely something I could put on like a desk at work. Yeah, and then you can fiddle around with it while you're not working. <laughs> yeah. So my um my subject, I was just gonna talk about the Universal Studios Transformers ride that I went on nice. last year. So the ride is pretty interesting because it's a long line where we never stood outside. Because there was always room inside, but if you stood outside, there was like a little mini video that said, Hey, welcome to the acronym for the Special Forces Unit that's not G.I. Joe in the Transformers movie. They have some acronym. I don't remember what it's called. But anyway, you're watching them, and then once you go inside, they have a little history. Um, there's a funny bit where uh, they're interrupted in the TV when you're actually waiting in line uh, by somebody and trying to find like the Decepticons. But then there was one like where you walk through a room of artifacts and one is the scorpion tail from Scorponok from the first Transformers movie. And it's all like, we're studying the Decepticons. And here's all the Decepticons that we've encountered so far. And it's only like from the first movie. Are you talking about the Michael Bay movies? Yes, the Michael Bay movie. All right. And so then you go around and then you finally get your like third or I mean your fourth uh, TV screen. And it's talking about this new Transformer you've never seen before who was made just for the ride, who's just going to take you on a tour of their facility. Really? Because you're the new, um, you're a new member who just got indicted into the special forces. So they're going to take you on a tour of the facility to find out where you're working and all that stuff. Then you finally get in there and the little thing and you drive to like, what is, you know, the first 3d screen. And they're like, Oh no, the Decepticons are attacking right when you're in front of the AllSpark and you're sitting there like, uh, and everybody's fighting and, uh, Ravage comes up and tries to and jumps on the hood of the car and uh, with the Allspark and 
Optimus knocks it out and hands it to you and goes, quick, get it out of here before the Decepticons can get it. So you have the AllSpark the entire time and all the Decepticons are chasing you like throughout the entire ride. Is this like a 3D ride of sorts? Yeah. Okay. So you have the 3D glasses and uh, Megatron is uh, following you. But he only follows you like really briefly because he's set for the end. I remember at one point uh, Starscream finds you. Because at one point, he drags you in the sky because he la- launches cables on you. You fly around the city um, on one of the screens until you just land smack into a building and swerve around. And then Starscream is the only Decepticon to get warded off by human gunfire and leave you behind. <laughs> Unlike the others who actually get uh, defeated by other Autobots. Gets to two helicopters, piss him off enough to leave you be and leave the AllSpark with you. Now, it was just really funny because at one point you you uh, fall from the ground and luckily Bumblebee catches you right as you fall like 50 stories. And actually it's kind of fun because it feels like you're falling. But then you're not safe yet because Devastator from the Revenge of the Fallen movie shows up and he starts sucking like a va- giant vacuum and your whole thing is getting poured towards him and all this stuff. So you keep getting pulled towards him as Bumblebee's trying to shove you away from him. And so you're moving like back and forth for a while. It gets pretty fun because then eventually, of course, it ends with what else can it end with? But a final battle between Megatron and Optimus Prime on a roof while you get to watch it happen and actually, you know, get to transform an arm to punch Megatron in the face (laughs) at one point. And of course, he gets defeated. But the coolest thing is at the end, though, is... Megatron isn't in 3D. There's an actual model of him in the ceiling that's supposed to be from the roof that you come under, from the floor under it, where his whole body is just there, life-sized to the, his actual scale in the in the movies. And you see the lights like flicker out of his eyes to indicate that Optimus Prime defeated him for good. <laughs> and then like the last screen is just Optimus Prime coming up to you and going, uh, "Well, uh, he's like, job well done, and thanks you for being like a help to the." To the battle and names you an honorary Autobot. So, you know, it's cool. Honorary Autobot. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the ride. So it was actually cool because the 3D was really good. Like, I have glasses and I still was able to see with the 3D glasses on everything in 3D and it looked really good. Yeah. Like, that's those 3D really awesome. rides and stuff like that. I always thought that those were actually pretty well done. Even some of the ones that are just, like, generic, just fantasy stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, always, I was always thoroughly entertained by those kind of things and... Even though you're describing like just like the Michael Bay Transformer stuff, that mm-hmm. it actually sounds like it still would be like a good ride and stuff like that. Yeah, those I really like those yeah, three rides. And, I, I would like to try that particular one one day. Yeah, that and the Spider-Man ride were my favorites. Oh, the Spider-Man at, one. Yeah, that they one were both like going to be good. They were both mechanically the same thing, like the same type of story. Where you're being chased because you have so, something, yeah, but it makes I'll, sense because I you mean, don't care because all it is is fun that you know. Because I remember in the Spider-Man one, the, the the bomb misses you, and then an explosion goes off next to you, so you feel real heat, like you just missed being killed. Yeah, there's like a generic fantasy one at Bush Gardens that is kind of the same thing, where just like here's it's going to be a bunch of chase sequences and like somebody's trying to grab you and you're but falling and now, stuff so like that. Yeah, this is Transformers. I have no idea what any of these rides are. I've never been on any of them. Yeah. Well, we went to, uh, my my wife and I went to Universal Studios, uh, Florida last year. So that was really fun. Um, Because I got to do, we basically did every single ride there, like on both parks. And the Transformer one, we, the reason the Transformer one was fun is because at one point, 
uh, it went out and it was down for half an hour. Oh. While you guys were basically inside the whole thing? While we were in line. Oh, in and line. so when lots of people left, we got to write it like three times oh, yeah. in like 10 minutes because no one was there anymore. And then uh, I think we wrote that like at least six times because another day we wrote it twice because there was no line whatsoever. We had to wait 10, 15 minutes max. So like we we're just like, oh, let's go again since we're already here. <laughs> yeah. So it was really fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Even though I don't like <laughs> any of the Michael Bay movies past the first one, I thought that ride was awesome. Just close your eyes and just focus on the voice of Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Telling me I'm an Autobot now, just like, you know, 10-year-old Sean would enjoy. Yes. <laughs> All right. But anyway, that was our episode. Oh, I got to open my own Transformers figurine. Yeah. Oh, oh is it Optimus Prime? <laughs> it's a star screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The real reason. The real reason why I that have... guy was getting rid of all of oh. them was just because they're all star screens. I have a backup. What do you mean a backup? You should be grateful for that. I wanted a star screen, but you're just giving it away like you're not satisfied. Let me open up a, a second one. <laughs> Please be another star screen. It's Ultra Magnus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I got Ultra Magnus now. Do you want it? <laughs> I'll trade if you want it. I mean, I like Megatron, but I'll take the Starscream. It's no Galvatron, but, you know, <laughs> it'll do. But anyway, thanks for tuning in to our episode. Our Transformers unboxing podcast. <laughs> All yeah. right. Sign off. This is Sean. Thomas. Sammy Magnus. And this is Sparkcast. Sparkcast.